Hello and welcome to Connect Points podcast and sermon archives. If you'd like to learn more about our church, please go online to our website at connectpointupc.com or follow us on our Facebook page. Thank you very much and I hope you enjoy this week's message. God bless. But uh, after, I'm just reading here, after, after 28 years of military surface, service, Rufus Parker retired from the U.S. Army in 1998 with the rank of Command Sergeant Major. During the last five years of his military career, he served as the Senior Enlisted Advisor for the Army on Okinawa. He retired and remained on Okinawa where he and his wife Pam now serve, well then served as missionaries to the Asian Military Ministries in Japan. Uh, he has held the progression of leadership positions throughout his military career, from squad leader to command sergeant major, from instructor to command, commandant of the U.S. Army NCO Academy. That means something to some of the people out there. To me, it just means he, he did some, a lot of stuff. Uh, quartermaster center in school. He served combat tours in Vietnam in Operation Desert Shield, Desert Storm. Some of his military awards include the Combat Infantry Badge, Legion of Merit, three Meritorious Service Medals, nine Good Conduct Medals, six Army Commendation Medals, and the Vietnam Cross of Gallantry with Palm. In addition to his military service, Brother Parker serves as, has, was served as pastor of the United Pentecostal Church of Okinawa and coordinator for the Asia Military District of the United Pentecostal Church International and they received their appointment to be missionaries in January of 2000. And then in 2009, uh, was that when you actually retired from the military? 2000, 2000, when did you retire from the military? In 98. In 2009, they became pastors in Wisconsin and La Crosse area until just 2021, where they officially retired from that. But if you all talk to them, you'll realize that they're not really retired from... <laughs> I guess they're retired. You're retired from pastoring uh, in that form. And uh, now they are traveling and ministering and uh, doing all kinds of wonderful things. And uh, I'm just so thankful that he's going to come and, and minister to us tonight. Uh, we're very blessed to have them here. So, Pastor Parker, come, take your liberty, talk to us a little bit. We love you very much. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much, Pastor Cox. It is indeed an honor for us to be here. Amen again. And Mankato is, I really love your pastor and family and the previous pastor, brother and sister Lear. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. And you're in the right place at the right time. Did you know that? Amen. Did you know God's got something very special for you? Yes. Did you realize God got something for you still to do? If you didn't, you wouldn't be here. Amen. Now you stop and think about this for a second. Out of all the people in the world, God chose you. Think about that. Out of all the people in the world, God chose you. Put his spirit in you. Allow you to be baptized in his name. Yes, amen. During this time, in such a time as this, right. you've got a purpose for the kingdom of God. Are you fulfilling your purpose? 
Do you know what your purpose is in the kingdom of God? Go ye therefore and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, and he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any daily thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Are you witnessing to everyone you encounter? We just heard someone say a few minutes ago, people are hurting. People are going through things. And you've got the answer. Think about it. You've got the answer for the world. It's the gospel. Jesus Christ is the answer for the world today. Washington can't fix the problem. I'm, I'm here to tell you. Amen. The only way the problem of the world is going to get fixed is Jesus Christ. Amen. And you've got the answer. In this book is the answer to all the world's problems. This is basic instruction before leaving the earth. Think about it. And you have it. Hello? (laughs) Think about it for a moment. You've got the answer. What are you going to do with it? Hide it under a bush. Oh, no. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Won't let Satan. I'm going to let it shine. You remember that song? Are you letting it shine? Jesus says you are the light of the world. You are a city that sit on the hill that cannot be hidden. He says, let your light shine that men shall see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Are you letting your light shine? Is it shining? Okay. (laughs) Again, it's good to be here tonight, amen. And we're so excited, amen, to, to just see what God is doing. You know, as Pastor said, you know, I spent so many years in the military so long ago, I, I almost forgot that I was even in the military. It's, it's, it's been so long ago since I retired from the military. But now we are traveling, and it's good to be with God's people, to see what God is doing, to hear the good news of God. The Bible says a good report makes the bone fat. So I'm fat already because I heard four people got the Holy Ghost, four people got baptized in Jesus' name. That's a good report. That lets me know that this book is still true because God said in the last day I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see vision, your old men shall dream dream. So that tells me it's true, it's still happening. Just like the Bible said. Amen. And you should get excited when that happens because people are part of the family of God. Amen. Well, I I was going to preach, but I think I'm going to treat you a little bit tonight. Amen. And so if you have your Bibles or on your paper there, amen, it's Genesis chapter 1, verse 11 through verse 13. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11 through verse 13. And God said, 
Let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seeds and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind. Everybody say after his kind. Whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seeds after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning was the first day. Amen. So I want to talk about spiritual fruit here. Our focus says spiritual fruit must be evident in every Christian's life. Therefore, it is essential that every born-again believer understand the importance of bearing and reproducing spiritual fruit in their lives. Amen. Amen. You must reproduce spiritual fruit. The purpose is to aid men and women in spiritual fruit product, reproduction. Spiritual reproduction is lacking in the church. If the church is to be what Jesus ordained it to be, then spiritual fruit must be evident within its walls and the lives of its believers. So during this lesson, we're going to focus on spiritual fruit reproduction and its importance. Now notice in the scripture there, Jesus says, or God says, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and the fruit yielding fruit, I mean fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself and upon the earth. Now notice the seed is in the fruit and the fruit is in the seed. Right. Say that with me. The seed is in the fruit and the fruit is in the seed. Amen. If you open an apple or an orange, you will notice that the seed is in the fruit. Amen. And that same seed will reproduce more fruit. So therefore, when the seed is in you, you're supposed to reproduce after his kind. Amen. The seed is in the fruit and the fruit is in the seed. And God wants fruit after his kind. Jesus says in John chapter 15, verse 1 through uh, verse um, 8, amen. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh it away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit, for without me you can do nothing if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gathered them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my word abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. So notice, in order to bear fruit that Jesus wants, what do we have to do? You've got to stay in the vine. Jesus is the true vine. So in order to be able to produce the fruit that he wants you to produce, you've got to stay in him. Amen. You can't be doing your own thing. Amen. We are engrafted into Jesus Christ. And so therefore, I must stay connected to him. I cannot allow anything to separate me from God. Amen. I don't care how many people call me names. I don't care how many people say bad things about me. Nothing should separate you from Jesus Christ. Paul says in Romans 8 verse 35, 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress or persecution or nakedness or famine or peril or sword? As it is written for thy sake, we are killed all the day long. We are accounted unto sheep unto the slaughter. He says, nay, and all these things we are more than conquerors through him that love us. For I am persuaded that neither life nor death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing should be able to come between you and God. If that thing comes between you and God, it's closer to God than you are. Think about it. Nothing. I don't care how much the kids at school talk about you. It should not separate you from God. I don't care how much the people on your job call you all kinds of names and say all bad things about you. It should not separate you from God. You and Jesus is a majority in any situation, in any circumstance. Amen. Nothing should pull you away from God. Amen. Your focus is to stay connected to him. He's the light. You are the light. If he's in you, if you have the spirit, nothing should pull you away from God. Romans 8.31 says what? If God be, who can? Everybody else might as well be, right? If God's for me, everybody everybody else might as well be for me. Nothing should be able to separate you from God. You've got to stay connected to the vine. Now notice what Jesus says here. You're cleansed by the word which I have spoken unto you. So in order to remain holy and pure in what God wants, you've got, as James says in James 1.22, you have to be a doer of God's word and not just a hearer. You got to start doing what God wants you to do. Amen. He's trying to perfect us. He's trying to move us to a position so that we are ready for his coming. We have to be cleansed. We have to be washed by the water of the word of God. God wants us to be clean. So the word of God cleanses us. It washes things out of our lives. Amen. When you start doing what God's word tells you to do, see the difference it will make in your life. See how you will walk differently. See how you will see through a different lens more clearly when you become a doer of God's word. Psalms 119 verse 9 says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. If you want your way cleansed, if you want your way clear, start doing what God's word says to do. Amen. Because this is the answer. Jesus Christ is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. So if Jesus doesn't change, you have no business changing. Okay? 
Put a smile on. <laughs> Sometimes the word of God is quick. It is powerful. It is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the dividers of, of soul and spirit, and John Amar, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of your heart. Okay? So we're cleansed by the word of God. So the word of God. Now notice what Romans 15, 4 says. All scripture. Amen? Notice. That is through patience. And comfort of the scripture that we find hope. So when I feel hopeless, guess what I need to do? I go to the word of God. See, and it gives me hope. Every story in this book is designed to help me. To show me what God will do for me. Is, is a promise. You remember when you got baptized in Jesus' name? The Bible says that the promises that God made to Abraham was not just Abraham. They're for us. So he can't lie. So the promises that God made to Abraham are for you and I. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, and instructions in righteousness that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished to all good works. Amen. The word of God is going to help you. Amen. God is my refuge and a very present help in trouble. We will not fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the mix of the sea, though the waters that be roar and be troubled and the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. What does God say? Be still and know that I'm God. Amen. So we're talking about spiritual reproduction here. Amen. Now notice Psalms 1. Notice what the psalmist says. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit and his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Amen. Notice, you are to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen. The water, the roots from the tree gets its nutrients through that water that comes through. So as long as you stay connected to Jesus, you're going to be, he says, like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Your leaf is not going to wither. You're going to produce his fruit. And everything you do will prosper because you're getting your nutrients and the things that you need to grow and to reproduce from God. See, he knows what we have need of. And so no matter what comes your way, no matter the heat, no matter the storms, your roots is going to be down in him. And as a result, you're going to reproduce after his kind. You will reproduce his fruit. Amen. So what is his fruit here? Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, 23. Now the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such 
there is no law. Amen. So God wants you to reproduce after his kind. Amen. We call it the fruit of the Spirit, but really it's God's character. This is what it is. It's God's character. He wants you to reproduce after him. First thing he wants you to reproduce is love. Do you have love for God? Love for God is number one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you must love him with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. You must love God. If you don't love God, guess what? The wind is going to blow you away. You must reproduce love in your life. The world is trying to teach you to hate everybody. The world is trying to teach you that everybody's prejudiced. The world is trying to teach you all the evil things. Amen. You must love God. God is love. 1 John 4, 7 tells us that God is love. And so therefore we must love God. Amen. 1 John 3, 10. Can you put that up there real quick? Amen. In this is manifest the children of God and the children of the devil. 1 John chapter 3, verse 10. Amen. In this is manifest the children of God and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God. Either him that loveth not his brother. So therefore, love, we must be controlled by love. We must learn to do what is right. It's easy to do wrong. <clears throat> but the spirit producing you and I to do what is absolutely right. Because God is a God of righteousness. And righteousness is the white linen of the saints of God. We have to learn to do right. It's easy to do wrong. But I'm born again. I'm born of Jesus. So I have to reproduce after his kind. So therefore, I need to be doing what is right. Amen. It's not hard to do right. What does the Lord require of you? Micah 6, 8. To do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before God. Love, do justly. To be fair, be impartial. Treat everybody the same. That's doing right. To love mercy, it is the Lord's mercy that we cannot consume because his compassions fail not. They're new every morning. Do you love mercy? If not, you need to start because if not, you probably wouldn't be sitting here. Because the scripture says, God, if he would judge us based on our iniquities, who could stand? But he has mercy on us. It's of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. And to walk humbly before God. Get pride out of our lives. That's why we got to do what the word of God says. We can't have pride in our life. God hates pride. See, we got to reproduce the same fruit as he is. So we have to have love. 
Jesus says, on these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophet. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. If you do that, you will be surprised what a difference it will make in your life. The first four of the Ten Commandments is your relationship to God. The other six is your relationship to each other. And that's why Jesus says that all the commandments hangs on love. But what's the golden rule? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. How do you want to be treated? The same way you should be treating other people. Amen. If you don't want somebody to cut you off in the Walmart line and take the cart, you don't do the same thing. Hello? Come on. <laughs> we got to reproduce the right fruit. We got to reproduce righteousness. We want to do what is right here. Amen. So we've got to have love. We've got to have joy in his presence, his fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there's pleasures forevermore. Amen. You've got to have joy in your life. Amen. It is, helps you to be strong in the Lord. You, you need cheerfulness. It's easy to walk around sad. Did you know that? You can walk around sad all day long. Oh, it's me. You can beat yourself up all day long. But do you know what? I choose to laugh at myself. When I'm going through things, I walk right to the mirror and say, Hey, Rufus, guess what? You're a pretty good guy, man. That's what I do. I, I, I elevate myself. I motivate myself. I don't need somebody to motivate me. I got Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. Yeah. You remember that song? Yeah. See, you guys done forgot the old songs. <laughs> if you're happy and you know it, say amen. Say amen. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. Amen. Cause when God's spirit falls on you, makes you shout hallelujah. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. That's the song. You're supposed to sing it. <laughs> Amen. What does the scripture say? Sing to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and make melody in your heart to the Lord. So when you feel down, don't stay down. I tell my wife all the time, I'll let you be discouraged and down for three days. Two days, actually. But I tell on the third day, she's got to get up. Because Jesus was down two days. Third day, he rose again, right? I'm not going to leave her down there. I'm not coming down there with her. I'm going to still walk around. I'm going to still praise God. I'm going to still read my word. I'm going to still magnify the Lord. Because I'm not going down there. 
Say, you've got to motivate yourself. It's easy to be discouraged. Elevate yourself. Amen. So you got to have joy. Be cheerful in your life. Amen. Peace. Amen. How many of you don't have any peace? Uh, you wouldn't tell me anyhow. <laughs> You're supposed to be overrunning with peace. Do you know why? He's the prince of peace. If I'm reproducing after him, I've got to have peace. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, He will keep you in what? Perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon him because you trust in him. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord Jehovah is an ever saving strength. Amen. You're supposed to have all kinds of peace. Calmness, serenity is supposed to be running all over you. Nothing should, should cause you to get disturbed and upset. What are you going to go down that path for? You're supposed to be reproducing after your kind. Jesus says, my peace I give to you. My peace I leave with you. So what are you disturbed about? What are you angry about? That's not of God. If the enemy can get you angry and make you do all dumb stuff, he knows you're not going to reproduce up to God. See, you've got to have peace in your life. You don't want all that turmoil and all that stuff. Amen. Paul says we're troubled on every side. We're not distressed. We're perplexed, but not despair. Persecuted, not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. We're always burning about in the body to die of the Lord Jesus that the life of Christ might be manifested in our lives. Right. Amen. The things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. You've got to have peace. You've got to reproduce peace. Yeah. And the way you reproduce peace is you don't get angry at folks. You don't get upset when things start happening and acting crazy of the world. The world is going to act fool. They're going to act crazy. Yeah. Don't take your cues from them. Right. You take your cues from the church. Right. Yeah. Amen. Because <laughs> if you start listening to everything that's going in the world, I guarantee you, you're going to drive yourself nuts. This world is not your home. Right. You're just passing through here. Your treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Amen. You should have peace being reproduced in your life. Somebody say all matters of evil falsely against you. Just step back and smile. Okay, dad, you can handle this one. Be at peace with yourself. Be at peace with each other. Amen. You have to treat people with love. Love covers all sin. Man, you want to have peace in your life. You want to have peace in your home. You want to do those things that promote peace in your life and in your home and in the church and on your job. Amen. Reproduce peace. Amen. Long-suffering of patience, calmness, serenity. Amen. Contentment. Are you content? Are you content? 
You're supposed to be content. Paul says, you didn't bring anything in this world. It's certain you ain't taking anything out. He said, you have food and clothes. Be content. Amen. You've got to be content. You have to learn how to wait on God. Amen. He'll work if you let him. See, when you bring your prayers to God, you got to let him do it at his time. Be content. Just wait on God. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, you have to learn how to wait on God. That's what contentment is. See, God's ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. But I take my needs to God, and as a result, I learn how to wait upon Him. Amen. Long-suffering, patience. Amen. The Bible tells me in Luke 21, 19, it says, In your patience, possess ye your soul. In other words, you need to wait on God so you don't lose your soul. Because the enemy is always going to try to show you an easy way. And what does Solomon say? There's a way to seem right to a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. See, you need to learn how to wait. You need to learn how to be patient. You need to be patient with people. Amen. Remember, you are crisis. So if you go off on somebody, eh, that's not of God. See, you're supposed to have the goods inside of you to be able to wait and be patient. Amen. Praise God. Gentleness. Amen. You need to be gentle. You need to have moral character in your life. Be gentle towards all people. Again, we go back to the golden rule. However you want to be treated, you treat people the same way. Don't be harsh. Don't yell. Don't scream. Don't kick the wall in. You don't do that at home anyhow, right? You've got to learn to be gentle to all men. Amen. Keep the golden rule in the back of your mind. You always do to others the way you want them to do to you. Amen. You're going to win more flies with honey than you are vinegar every time. You're going to win more people to Christ by how gentle you are towards them. Kindness. Love. Amen. That's how you win folks to the Lord. Amen. Goodness. God's goodness. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will wear, go out in the street. What did it say? I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. See, to reproduce, I've got to be in the house of the Lord. It's got to become a part of me. The church has got to be valuable to me. Amen. Nobody twists my arm. 36 years I've been saved, and my pastor has never had to call me and ask me why I was at church. Never. I just fell in love with this stuff. Hear me. If I'm going to reproduce like him, 
You know what Luke 6, 4, 16 said? Jesus had a custom. Do you know what his custom was? He went to church. And when you have a custom, that means you do it all the time. <laughs> so he went to church. So if I have the same custom, I need to go to church. You know, I, I learn here. He gives me a pastor after his own heart. He ain't here because he wants to be here. He might. I guess he is. <laughs> He's here for that reason. I'm sorry. But God gave you him after his own heart. God knew you would be here at this time. So he gives you a pastor to shepherd you, to care for you, to lead you, to direct you, to help you to grow in the things of God. Amen. So you need to understand. But if I don't go back here and reproduce after God's kind, I'll never treat him the way he's supposed to be treated. I'll never listen to him the way he's supposed to be listened. And I'm not just saying that because he's the pastor here. I tell every pastor, people, congregation that. When you look at Paul's writing in the church of Corinth, he says that the Philippian church first gave themselves to God. And then they gave themselves to Paul and to the others. If you never give yourself to God, you'll never give yourself to anyone else. You've got to give yourself to God first. You've got to love God more than anything else in your life. And when you fall in love with God, you will see how easy it is to serve God and to do what God is asking of you to do. Amen. Reproducing after his kind. Where's the seed? Where's the fruit? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Faith. Are you reproducing your faith? How much faith do you got? It should be running off the chart, right? Amen. Faith. You know what causes weak faith? It's not a hard answer. Weak faith is called by weak faith. <laughs> that wasn't hard, was it? Amen. If you never put it into use... It's never going to grow. That's why Jesus kept asking his disciples, where's your faith? Trust in God. Believe in God. Put it to use. If you never teach a Bible study, guess what? Your faith is probably going to be a little shadow. If you never share with other people about God, your faith is going to be a little shadow. You know, you need to get into the habit of sharing your faith with people. You know, you just had a dynamite outpouring of the Holy Ghost here, from my understanding. Did you go to work on Monday and tell everybody what God did? Do you know when I got saved, you know what the first thing I did? I'm in the army, right? I'm the leader. I walked right back in my office on Monday morning and said, Guess what? They looked at me. I said, Man, I got the Holy Ghost. I baptize in Jesus' name. They're looking at me like, what? 
I started telling everybody. I started teaching Bible study to my soldiers. You know, I started just sharing everywhere I go. Get on the airplane, size somebody. <laughs> they ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Where they gonna go? That's their seat. That's my seat. Buckle your seatbelts. We hit turbulence. Got them right back here. You ain't going nowhere. So I just talked to them about the Lord. You know, on your job. You know, you're all doing the same thing. You're working together. So just use those opportunities to have that listen at the ear and share your faith, what God is doing. Direct them to the place. If you don't have the answer, hey, that's why you got a pastor. You know, get their questions. I used to tell people all the time, I don't know, but I'll ask pastor and I'll bring you an answer back. That increases your faith. You've got to put it together. You've got to put it in operation. The more you use your faith, the more you trust God, the more you do. One of the other ways, how many of you tithe? Don't raise your hand. I don't need to know that. You know It'll, it'll increase your faith. It really will. Giving will increase your faith. Faith promise will, why do you think you call it faith promise? It'll increase your faith. Amen. I've had God tell me to give astronomical amounts, and I know I didn't have the money. But it came in. And it increases my faith to trust God, to believe God. See, you've got to do those things to reproduce what God is asking you. Remember the song, the more you give, the more you give to you. So keep on giving because his word is true. You can't beat God's giving no matter how hard you try. For just as sure as you're giving, the Lord is a given on high. Put your faith in operation so it grows. Amen. Believe. Believe. Trust God. Amen. Help it grow. Jesus says, add to your faith virtue, to virtual knowledge, to knowledge temperance, to temperance patience, to patience godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness charity. He says, if these things be in you in a bound, they make that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give all diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall. Amen. Read 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 through 11 in your, in your spare time. That's what he said. Add to your faith. Study the word of God. Get more knowledge of God. Know what you're doing and why you're doing it. It'll increase your faith. Amen. To faith meekness. Amen. Humility. Amen. The meek shall inherit what? The world? Huh? Amen. The meek shall inherit the earth, right? Amen. Humble yourself. Amen. Don't get on a high cloud. Bring yourself down to, condense down to men of low estate. The scripture says. 
He was humble. God was humble. We need to be humble. And then we need to have temperance, self-control. You have to control yourself. Amen. You've got the power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall receive power. All right? So you have the power of self-control. Amen. You control you. You don't just fly off the handle, as I said earlier. You have to learn how to control yourself. And that's what the Holy Ghost does for us. It helps us to grow here. Amen. So we want to reproduce after his kind. We want to reproduce his fruit because the fruit is in the seed and the seed is in the fruit. Amen. And we need the spirit of God. That's why Paul says in Romans 8 and 9, if any man has not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. See, that's why you need the Holy Ghost. So it becomes, you become, belongs to God. So you become into the family of God. So that you can reproduce, amen, after his kind, amen. Notice what Paul said in Galatians 3 there, amen. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promise made. He said, not unto seeds as many, but as one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, you have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither bond nor free. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ. And if you be Christ's, then are you Abraham's seed and your heirs according to the promises. Amen. That's what I said earlier. What promises God made to Abraham is yours now. Amen. Everything is yours. God, whatever God's got is yours. See, you're, you're not going to be without. The psalmist says, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seeds begging bread. See, so notice, to thy seed, which is Christ. See, so the seed here is not plural, but it is singular. So if Christ is in me, then I'm supposed to reproduce after him. That's why Philippians 2 says, amen, that you let the same love and the same spirit. Amen. You've got to have the same here. Now, notice what Jesus says in Luke 8. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it, and some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it sprung up, it withered away, because it liked moisture and some fell among thorns, and thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground and sprang up and bare fruit a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath an ear, let him hear. And his disciples answered and said, What might this parable be? And he said, Unto you is given to know the mystery of the kingdom, but to others in parables that seeing they might see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then come at the devil and take away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they've heard, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in times of temptation fall away. And that which fell among thorns are they which when they had heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring forth, no, bring no fruit to perfection. 
but that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Amen. So once we have the word of God in us, amen, we have Christ in us. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came to bear a witness of the light, that true light which lighted every man that cometh in the world. And he was in the world and the world knew him not. He came to his own, his own received him not, Right? And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. We beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus lets us know that the seed is the word of God. See? Now, so if I get the word of God in me, then I have to reproduce after the word. And Jesus is the word. So I've got to reproduce like him. And that's why we call it the fruit or the character of God. Those things has to be reproduced. I'm cleansed by the word. It moves all the corruptions, all the other junk out of my life so that I can reproduce the good fruit that God wants me to reproduce. Amen. And become like him so that my light will shine and men will see my good work and glorify my father which is in heaven. Amen. We have to have the seed inside of us. Jesus says in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man can come to the Father but by me. Amen. John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In other words, whatever has you bound, the word of God can liberate you. The word of God can set you free. Amen. We must have Jesus inside of us because the word is, the seed is the word and the word is the seed. And Jesus is the word and Jesus is the seed. And the seed is in the fruit and the fruit is in the seed. Amen. What are you reproducing? Amen. James tell us in James 3, 12 and verse 18. He says, can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine, figs? So can no fountain both yield salt water and fresh. And the fruit of righteousness is sold in peace of them that make peace. Amen. So notice. Can a fig tree produce berries? No. So no salt, no found can produce both fresh water and salt water. So you have to look at what he's saying here. If Christ is in me, I'm not only thing I'm supposed to be reproducing is good fruit. All, all I'm supposed to be reproducing is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. I'm not supposed to be producing any evil. I'm not supposed to be producing any kind of gossip. I'm not supposed to be producing pride. I'm not supposed to be producing anything that goes against God and his word. Nothing. Nothing. I am supposed to be just like Jesus. That's what Jesus said. You are the salt of the earth. 
He says, but if the salt is lost his savor, he says, where would it be salted again? He says, it's good for nothing that be cast out and let men walk all over it. Nothing changes salt. Salt changes everything else. If your steak don't taste good, put a little salt on it. Cut your finger, stick it in salt, and see it don't make a difference. <laughs> Nothing changes salt. You get a glass of water, put salt in it. You're going to have salt water. Nothing changes salt. Salt changes everything else. So Jesus says, if you lose your abilities to do what he's asking you to do, he says, you're good for nothing. To be cast out and let men just walk all over you. You've got all kinds of power in you. <laughs> Amen. You're the light. Excuse me. You're the light of the world. You are city. Think about it. You are city set on the hill that cannot be hidden. If you ever go to Australia, there's a little city there known Perth, Australia. You know what it's called? The city of lights. You know why it's called the city of lights? Because when John Glenn, back in the 60s, decided to orbit the earth, they thought that when he would go around the southern tip of the world, he would get lost because it would be dark when he went around there. So the people of Perth says, well, I wonder if we put candles and lights out if he could see us. So that's what they decided to do. And they knew exactly what time that space shuttle was supposed to, a rocket was supposed to come around Australia. And when they got word, they all clicked their lights on. And John Glenn says, tell them, thank you. I see their light. And little Perth, Australia, not became known as the city of lights. You let your light shine and see what people will say, what God will say about you. Amen. How many people can see Jesus through your life? When you go to school, young people, let your light shine. Don't try to blend in. Just let Jesus be seen in your life. Amen. When you go to work, brothers and sisters, let Christ be seen in you. Let your neighbors see Christ in you the hope of glory, because people are hurting. People are looking for directions. People are looking for the way. Amen. Let your light shine. Let them see Christ in you. Amen. Let your love be radiating out of you. Amen. Let the joy and the peace of God. Amen. People are observing. They already see it in you. Amen. Let it shine. Let them see. Amen. Because the fruit is in the seed, and the seed is in the fruit. John, Matthew chapter 7, verse 15 through verse 20. Jesus says, Beware of false prophets who has come to you in sheep clothing, but inward they are raven wolves. You should know them by their fruit. Do men gather grapes of thorns, of fig of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, and neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hold down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you shall know them. Amen. Reproduce the good stuff. Amen. Peter tells us in 1 Peter 1, 22 through 25. Seeing you have purified your soul and abandoned the truth through the spirit of unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. 
For all grass, all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flowers of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Amen. And we want the word of God to be in us. Amen. Because, amen. Praise God. Amen. So always remember, the fruit is in the and the seed is in the fruit. Amen. 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 Let's stand together. Thank you for listening to our podcast this week. We hope you enjoyed this message. Remember, if you would like to find out more information about our church or to contact us, please go online at connectpointupc.com. And also don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you will be automatically notified of new episodes. Thank you and we hope you have a great week.